I would like to procure the bag. I want to be a rich bitch. Penthouse doorman. Money, 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 rich bitch. Hey, hey, give me that bag. Rich bitch. You're so rich. Pay me. Damn it, Janet. We're recording. Damn it, Janet. I love you. Janet. Hi. Hi. I just find it's more fun to just press record because... I you do. Know, you, I get the, you get that. You get the authentic realness. Yeah, as if we're different. Um, but also, know, right? yeah, you can't hold a bitch down. But <laughs> especially a rich bitch. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> well, you can if she wants you to. <laughs> anyway, why do we start like this every time? Um, oh, we're unhinged. I yeah, love it. I think we're very unhinged. So we already did an episode today. This is the tenth episode we've actually sh- we've actually recorded. It probably won't be the tenth because it'll probably be the second because it's about this strike. Baby. Oh Might yeah, topical. It's topical and it's serious. So it's very serious. Um, it's actually it really not is. that serious. It's not that serious. It's kind of funny. I'm totally kidding. Oh my god, I was like about to. Like, Your face right like, now. You're like, I'm, I'm like, going to burn a hole through actually, you. This is actually so serious. Um, so yeah, um, guys, welcome to How to Be a Rich Bitch. Welcome. Um, we're we're two. Or welcome back. Welcome back. Yes. Um. For those of you who are new, where have you been? Welcome. So, <laughs> idiot. Um, but it's good to have you. We're, we're, we're a podcast that talks about how to be rich in all things. Uh, and, and just we're not generally nepo fabulous. Yeah. And no Nepo babies. Although I think we're going to do a Nepo yeah, baby we're, episode. Yeah, it's a spinoff. Well, no, no, I don't even mean spinoff. I think it's going to be like a, a calling out episode. Oh, cool. Like okay. an education, not a calling out and like I'm going to drag them, but like yeah, an yeah. educational thing Yeah. where we talk about the people that we know and love who are fame, fame-tastic, who come from marvelously wealthy families. Yes, but our focus is not them. No, but I think, but them. I think for us to them. not focus on them, we need to acknowledge the giant rich elephant in the room. Yes, yes. The giant rich Rich Elefante. bitch elephanty, yeah. yeah. In the room. Well, um, speaking of giant rich elephants, um, the AMPTP, which is the producers. <laughs> <laughs> what a great uh, segue! I know she's the writer. Um, so here's the thing, guys. Um, for those of you who have been under a rock, or I don't know, just aren't really paying attention. Dead. Dead. Uh, for those of you who are dead. <laughs> Hello. How, How to be a dead there? bitch. And I'm excited. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, uh, not yet. Um, but anyway, my point is, is that there is a huge strike going on. The WGA, which is the Writers Guild of America. There's East and West. I love East and West. I've uh, taken scripts that I've written and made sure they registered with the Writers Guild East, and I've done it in the West, too, depending on where I'm at. So, love you guys. Um, I am a unionist. I am a member of sag That's the Screen Actors Guild, American Federation of Television and Radio Artists. Yes. Period. Such a title. Uh, I am a board member, the New York board member, Sarah Seeds. I think it is my fourth term. Queen of sag I'm trying. Um... No, that's Fran. Um, <laughs> oh, Fran. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, love Fran. Um, love. And uh, I'm also have been on the national board as well, and I'm currently sitting in on the national board. Uh, it's been a trip. Uh, as a sister union, always we are in solidarity of our union brothers and sisters. Always, always. And those in between. And the thing is, uh, is that the producers are not giving writers and, and everyone's like, what's the big deal? Like what's even like, what's happening? Um, to be specific, 
Um, you know, we can share graphics when we share this episode, probably on Instagram. I have a thing that I've uh, found and created too that like lists like what they asked and what they didn't get. It's basic, basic payments for creating IPs and and literally right. just getting your your money to live. Right, because um, they're basically giving you like cents on the dollar oh, for like truly. the hardest of a hard work that you're doing. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. It's like what's happening, especially in the age of streaming, and this is really where it kind of got the kicker, is that a lot of these contracts were negotiated not fully fathoming um, the advent of streaming and what that could mean. And and not just the advent of it, but the scope in which it would take over. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like it's everything. I don't watch normal TV now No, I don't even I don't, I, don't even even, I don't even know how to access normal TV on I'm my like, television. What's that for? No, I'm no idea. I'm not a clue. <laughs> what, what is that flat screen right there? Just kidding. As a member of the screen, I know that's a TV. And I know that. Um, <laughs> because you've been on Because I've been on them. Um, that's true. I've been on I'm, I'm on many screens. Um, all of the some screens. of them, <laughs> you know, big, small. <laughs> I'm a size queen, though. You better project me on your wall, Same. motherfucker. Um, so my point is, Jesus, deviating hard. Uh, <laughs> speaking of size queens. <laughs> uh, yes, speaking of deviation. Uh, yes, yeah, so the WGA is not getting any of the things. Really what's holding them hostage currently is the producers are not giving them their just uh, money uh, to thrive and survive. Also, imagine if you created a show and uh, the producers who have control of the money uh, basically take that show. They create it. It's your idea. Literally, you wrote it. Literally, you came up with it. You might have been the head writer. You might have been the showrunner. You literally did all this, and you're getting pennies on the dollar on some things. You're getting not recouping your funds. You're not getting paid what you should be. It's 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 actually so atrocious, um, and it's been happening. And what I love about the Writers Guild, though, is they strike, baby. They strike. When and some, they're striking hard. Oh, they're striking. And um, it's striking that they are out there in these streets. But here, let's pretend. Let's also remember, though, and not pretend the reason they're doing this is because they're not currently working. These people yeah. are not paying their bills currently, right? No. Unless they've, like, siphoned off a lot of money away and some residuals which don't that aren't good right now. They That's really exist. one of the biggest arguments of the contract. Right. Um, they're, they're not getting paid right now. And um, to to then uh, go forward and how the AMPTP is currently treating the Directors Guild, but I will only speak for the guild that I am a member of, which is the Screen Actors Guild, American Federation of Television and Radio Artists, that is SAG-AFTRA. And um, right now, at this very moment, while this is being recorded, it is the first. We have just a few days left for our members, anyone who is a SAG-AFTRA member, to vote yes for the strike authorization. Let me explain. Vote yes. Yes. Because we're going to burn it down. Well, because if we, because what a strike authorization means is, and this is actually hasn't happened in, I don't know how many years, for a SAG after it, not to strike, but to have an authorization. There's a difference. So it's essentially giving us the power and the bargaining power to walk into the table when we bargain with the AMPTP, the producers that are now, that have already been, um, jerks uh so i don't anticipate them being uh, excellent to our asks but uh the document's fantastic it's very progressive it's very um inclusive um and if they say no it's really stupid because it actually is um it's good for all of us it's good for them we'll make, they will make money we will make money everyone will be happy isn't that the point isn't that the point to make art make money and and get the bag and create come on uh and if you don't pay your people you don't Amy. get good stuff Pay me. 
payment. <laughs> so for the strike authorization, basically what it is is we're trying to get the memberships to vote, the membership entirely uh, to vote yes. Um, we're probably going to get in the 90 percent or so. Um, that's amazing, and it should be that way because if we have a strike authorization walking into our bargaining with the producers, we now are ready in our back pocket to strike if they don't go the way that they should. I would like to interject a question here. Not because it. not because I, I believe this and not because I think Please that it's ask. the thing to do. But I'm very much in favor of like whenever you're voting for something, don't just vote because someone tells you to. Sure. So can we play devil's advocate for sure. a hot second and talk about why someone would vote no on this? Uh, they would vote no if they weren't uh, aware that by voting no, you're weakening the union as a whole. You're making it so we walk into the bargaining table saying, we want these things. Um, and if we don't get them, we're going to have to get it together, organize a strike, do the vote like we're doing already. Um, and we're just going to do the same thing, but it's going to be delayed. And it's not going to be as powerful. So when you're saying we want these things, how specific are you able to get with the, I can't, these things? Um, all I can say is, so I've, I can't get specific about the... Um, the contract the negotiations themselves. Of course. All I can say is, in historically, every time SEG-AFTRA, and I can only speak for this union, which has been a very strong and really fabulous union for a very yeah, long I time, love them. and has a hist- and has a history of doing that. When we're entering negotiations, especially for the TV theatricals, which what which is what this is. Right. This is movies and television. This is the big big boys. This is the big one. This is not commercials. Commercials are big too, but this is the this is the one that sets the tone for the industry. For all the things you guys watch during Panda Pandyland, everything you watched, like under our contracts, everything you see, everything you 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 literally visualize, podcasts, music artists, all of them are SAG after members. It's, it's covering all of the bases. So if we don't negotiate higher rates, if we don't protect ourselves when it comes to different things coming about, such as AI, such as I can't get super specific about what that means. Uh, but like our, just our members, protecting our members, making sure they're paid well, making sure that something that airs, something that I do, uh, you know, 50 years later, I'm still making money off of if they're keeping, keep re-upping it or, or if it's my likeness that they've taken that I okayed that at least, I don't know if this is in the contract specifically, but I'm not going to get specific, but I'm saying if we're going to use AI and talk about AI, at least let's work with it so that the artists are protected and they co-signed on something. If you're going to use a likeness and you don't want to pay an actor to come in, it should be up to them whether that likeness is used, right. obviously. And like license my body and look. Yeah, because the problem is is it's going to rob us blind as artists. It's actually going to rob us blind, um, not just our industry, but it's going to be any industry will be robbed blind. We kind of The entertainment industry does set a precedent when it comes to image rights. It is. It does. Yeah. That's what are what we are. Our images on a screen. Yeah. And well, and that that interview that I did with Tony Iliacosis about IP and copyright. You know, yeah. that was the Bette Midler example is the one that was kind of mm-hmm. setting that precedent. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like taking someone's voice, even if it isn't them, but it sounds like them, back in her day, was ruled to be not okay, and right. she won in favor of herself. You know, and and the and the thing, and so that is the precedent for what we're talking about now. Where if you would take someone's voice with AI, and make it sound like name a celebrity, sure, and if it's not in fact them, right, then you would have precedent to litigate against that person. That That's a hundred percent true. And anything, yeah. that, just like any court case, 
it is it sets the precedent for our for our entire industry. It sets a precedent for uh, our country. Yeah, and for like the next 30, 40, 50 years. Right. So it's like imperative you vote yes. Again, to get specific as I can, you're voting yes. Basically, you're saying to our union, I believe in you. I believe in you in the bargaining table. And I believe that we are owed this unequivocally owed gains that are equal to what's happened with inflation, that are equal to what we deserve. And you're giving us the power to then enter those negotiations. When I say we, I mean our lawyers, our, our negotiators, to go in and have that in our back pocket saying, hey, guess what? I know you don't want this. I know you don't want the actors to strike now, do you? On top of the writers striking, do you want the people to actually stop? All the celebrities, all the non-celebrities, all the people you see on screen, all the voices, do you want us to just stop? And whatever the DGA does as well, do you want that as, I mean, who knows what's going to happen with that? I can't speak for them either, but I will say that's dicey. So for them to do this, for us to have a strike authorization, for us to pass this, it's, it's wonderful because it gives us so much more power. It's us walking into the table with a big stick. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's literally, it's not, it's not a, it's not a vague threat that we might strike. It's not a nebulous thing. It's not something we have to get together no, and then do. Sealed. It's literally going to happen if you don't. Done happening. So how that works is then I think I believe on June, negotiations begin on June um, 7th. June 5th is actually the deadline to vote on the strike authorization. That's June 5th. June 7th is when our negotiations start and the contract expires June 30th, our, our former contracts. When our contracts expire on June 30th, if we have a strike authorization and we do not lo- in our pocket and we do not like how this is going, we will then strike Burn immediately. It down. Immediately. Yeah. So and that's I, I like that's that why too, it gives us leverage. No, I like the fact that there's no like waiting period. It's just kind of like, okay, well, you're gonna fuck around, and you're gonna find out. And yep. here we go. Um, I have something to read that um, you know, I wanted to I'm gonna probably make a video about this on my social as well, but there's a couple points that I wanted to just kind of read off just to to give an idea. <clears throat> so June 5th is the deadline for strike authorization referendum vote. The SAG after negotiators are negotiators are requesting a strike authorization from the membership. That means sending them to the negotiating table with the power to ask the national board to call a strike if a deal is not achievable. So basically immediately they're going to go to the national board. The meeting is going to be like this. You guys go. Yep. Cause we'll all say yes. It does not mean that we will be striking. It means sending a strong signal that membership is engaged. That's what it is. That's really what this is. It's showing that our members, our, our members and every local, Los Angeles, New York City, Chicago, the tri-states, all the different memberships from all over our country will show that they are engaged, are actively engaged in voting yes. That's really what, that's really what this does. It shows that we're involved. It shows them yeah. that we're involved. Um, it means sending a strong signal that membership is engaged and willing to do whatever is needed to achieve a fair contract that addresses our needs. Self-taping has changed the way we get hired. Streaming has upended the way we work and get paid. AI threatens to upend everything. This is a vital negotiation cycle, and we need to leverage our strength to achieve major adjustments to our agreements. Why now? We have a shorter negotiation time window this cycle, and a referendum takes time. Negotiations begin the 7th. The contract expires the 30th. Seeing the responses to the WGA's reasonable proposals makes it clear, or lack of responses, really, from the producers, makes it clear that the need for more leverage is is so necessary. A successful strike authorization referendum requires yes votes on 75% of the ballots returned. But 75 is not going to impress them. We need to be united on this. High turnout and a high yes are key. Vote yes. So, like, those are just some of the points I just wanted to make. It's just kind of like, I know that's like 
basically just saying what I've already said, but it's like the more people that vote yes, the stronger we look. It's 90-something percent. And what's great is on social media, nobody's like, no. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If you go on social media and look at anything that's happening, uh, like whether it's from the actual seg after Instagram and there's comments, whether it's me and my fellow actors sharing. I know a lot of uh, people, uh, Andrew, and uh, oh, Anthony Rapp, a Star Trek, another Michelle. Uh, who else is on there that I lo- that I know? Well, a lot of a lot of my fellow actors that are on big shows are openly talking about it, which is wonderful. Um, they should be. It's our livelihood as well as theirs. Yeah. Um, and they're saying yes, and every everybody underneath is saying yes too. So, I hope this, and I and I'm going to manifest. I really hope that this comes out with, uh, I don't know, ninety five plus percent of the votes. I really would think that it it would. Yeah, I, mean, I feel like, like it's this a no brainer. This is literally like taking money out of people's pockets if they don't say yes. Right. You know, which is why I asked to clarify beforehand, like why someone would vote no. And and I think the simplified version of that is like if you do any project, you are putting yourself at risk, not only to lose money, but then to be paid very little. Yep. And then additionally run the risk of not having like autonomy over your image, your likeness, mm-hmm. your voice. Will you get the footage for future projects? Probably will never get will. The fo- no, like of course not. I so- was non-union at one, one point, and I I've done some. I remember starting out, um, you know, not being in SAG-AFTRA, and of course, as everyone does, and doing non-union, and I'm being like, do I have water? When is this going to end? Do I have food? Um, will I get my footage? Did they just add a weird, weird scene in this movie that's not appropriate? Cool. Like, <laughs> I mean, seriously, especially as a female, it's like it's atrocious. Um, and it still is. I know we've had a lot of changes since stupid Harvey Weinstein and his grabby ass, but we still have a lot of ways to go. And the union does protect you. The union protects you in so many ways. There's a hotline to call. There's a chat person to call. There's a person that will answer that you can talk to, too, if things are going down on sets. Yeah. There's literally... Um, facilities and a lot of our locals uh, I know in New York I can speak for that the most there's like self tape places for free for you there there's a there's a voice over lab there for you for free just for being a member there's a computer lab there's a place for you there's classes um, for free there's casting access stuff where you meet casting directors stuff there's just so much there that you just get from being a member but really the whole point of the union aren't all of those fringe benefits those frills and you know whistles and sort of the fringe on top okay it's it's protecting us on set. It's protecting our livelihood and negotiating for us. That's really what the point of the whole thing is. Yeah. But what I do like about that, too, and this is where, where actors' equity kind of differs. Well, mm. and let me count the ways. But mm. the, uh, the ability to facilitate getting work in addition to protecting you while you're on the job. Yeah. Like, again, it's, not, know, my, it's not the union's job for you to work. No, of course not. But it's not. their job to make it so when you do work you're paid well. Right. But then also to of. that point, like SAG having those facilities oh, yeah. that you're they able have to little, use. Yes, like, of course. Like, no, it's not their job to make sure that you're working, yeah. but it is in fact, they're, but like they're, they're giving you the tools opportunities, an opportunity to kind of democratize the digital sp- space. Mm-hmm. If you're elderly or lower income where you're not able yeah. to like able to do or understand or acquire the materials and equipment you need to, successfully do these things that require right. you to have these things. Right. Um, and the fact that they provide that at all is amazing. And like actors equity just needs to like wake the fuck up and yeah. start, start actually stepping into like the 21st century instead of like the 1990s. Well, my thing is too, is like, you know, I think some of the, as I've been speaking to people and I'm, I'm eligible for equity. I have not joined because I, um, 
I'm in a sister union. I've been in, oh man, I've been in SAG after since 2012, I believe. Um, yeah, over 10 years. And, um, it's just such a night and day experience. I have not joined equity, so I can't really speak on all of there, but you, you have, and you can, and it is like, it's disappointing sometimes to hear some of the, um, the things where, okay, yes, it's not. So streaming's not going to affect quote unquote theater actors, but it is because a lot of you are acting in these things. And also there's holograms, boo boo. I know. Live well, theater well, can have. <laughs> what bothers AI. me? What bothers me about actors' equity and this conversation? And this is starting to kind of break a little bit. You know, there's okay. a uh, there was a play. I don't know if it's still open, but it was called um, Oh Something to Riverside. On mm-hmm. it was a play. I don't sure. remember. But they were doing live streams of that show from Broadway. Mm. And the smaller cabaret houses in New York have been doing live streams for over a year or two now. Right. And it's lucrative, you know, like there are people who, you know, if if I am going to go do a show, let's say at Green Room, Room 42 on 42nd Street, right. and I have the option to live stream and I do it, then like people who are in California and right. Pennsylvania who aren't going to fly to New York to come see me do right. a show can pay $10, 20 $25 right. to watch me do it live. Mm-hmm. And I just think with the success of the Diana musical stream, mm. with the success of the Hamilton musical stream yeah. on Disney Plus, it's proven that like putting that stuff on screen creates more success for that show. You know, the Diana musical, despite the fact that it was a quote unquote flop and it closed, part of that had to do with pandemic. Other part of it had to do with reviews, whatever, whether sure. it was a good or bad show. I didn't see it. I can't say. No. But that show will have a continued life because there's a pro shot on live stream. Yeah. And I'm sure that those actors are not getting any money for that. And no. they should, they should be getting some kind of perpetuity. Well, as something long as is, that's up. something is, um, well, perpetuity, but if there's something like live streaming, it should be under our contracts. I mean, like Hamilton was. Well, and, and that was, that's always been my argument. Even if it's not live streaming, even if you're doing a pro yeah. shot, you still have to have some kind of SAG adjacent, yeah. if not exactly SAG, that's, contract yeah. to do screen. it. Actors. Right. Screen. Exactly. So, like, yeah. if we can figure that out for that, yeah. why can't we figure it out for live streaming? Yeah. Why can't we figure it out to just do a pro shot for all of them? Mm-hmm. And this is this has always and forever will be my argument as to why SAG-AFTRA and Equity need to merge. I've always Because we way. are stepping into an age now. We're beyond stepping into the age yeah. now. But it's we're now at the point where we need to shit or get off the pot and merge the two unions so yep. that the lines are not blurred. There is no gray area. There's no question. It's mm-hmm. just, like... This is now the model that is sustainable. It's been proven. Let's do it for everything. It brings in new audiences. It perpetuates those audiences for when those shows go on yeah. tour or perform regionally. It just, everybody wins. Like, like Yeah. The problem is, um, and I'm speaking devil's advocate because I agree. I think we should merge like today because frankly, equity can't do it on its own. And I think that a lot of our, a lot of our members are cross pollinated anyway. And we're in a age of age of live streaming and not everyone can access theater tickets are insane. And I, I really do think, um, we should, we're doing the same skill set. It's different, but it's, it's, it's an art form that yeah. is and, covered. And to their credit, I mean, you have shows like shocked that are trying to keep ticket prices down on purpose Yeah. so that you're not paying $500 Truly. to see a show. No. Yeah. Um, you know, I took my parents, we were in the orchestra and I think I paid 300 bucks for the three of us. Wow. That's and nice. that was great. Cause that was almost what my, ticket to go see Sweeney Todd cost. Yeah, truly. Um, you know, so like, but the reason they didn't merge and there's a couple things for that 
And some of these I can't really like super share, but I, I wish they would merge because, and I think, I think everyone wants them to, uh, it's the stage managers. Um, they're just like right. an outlier and it's like such an awesome profession. It's so cool. It's like figuring out how did that, how does that get enveloped into, uh, cause we have nothing like that, you know, but what also kills me is that it's the pension health thing, you know, it's going to take a while to figure out the plan system to combine these. Cause both are the pe- some people have two different ones if they're two different unions, but you get them in different ways. It's not just like for one, it's like, I don't know what it is for equity, but for like for a seg after it's, a, it's like days on set or, or threshold cap money kind mm. of threshold to get insurance. Um, you know, so there's so many different weird things, but my, my thing is if we just sat down and talked for like three years, we could get it done. It's just like it has to have already been started, and it hasn't. It hasn't. And to be honest, like, as far as I know, as far as I know, as far as I know, (laughs) equity isn't really doing much. They're just kind of – and equity loves doing business as usual and then patting themselves on the back for these little micro changes that they make. Yeah. But – <clears throat> you know, the the other problem with it, too, is the membership body. Yeah. And and I only say that not because I think the actors are bad or stupid or anything. It's just that the culture that has surrounded equity for so long has been that of, like, a meritocracy. Like, mm. oh, because you have your equity card, you're, you're brilliant and you've earned it. Mm-hmm. And it never should have been that way. It should mm-hmm. have been a union that you can join for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And it is then the burden of the producers, the director of the create, the director of the creative team to weed out the people that aren't good enough for their productions as mm. they see fit. That's just how it should be mm. it is a work union. It is not a talent agency. And so the people, a good majority of the people who are in equity have this mentality of you know like keeping keeping the other people out Mm. and it's become like this exclusive like you can't be in here Mm. and when they did the open equity thing over the pandemic whether that was for the purpose of a money grab or optics or whatever the case that's how it always should be Mm. if you want to be an actor in new york and you want to join the union? Yeah. You should be able to walk I think, into the I think office the theater, and join the union. I can, I can agree that the theater is in that position. I don't think SAG-AFTRA should be open. No, but SAG-AFTRA is also a totally different animal. Because you get on set, and if someone isn't experienced and hasn't earned their Screen Actors Guild card, and they're like, all right, checking the blah, blah, okay, sound speed, uh, blah, and someone's like, huh? It's like, oh, okay, you just fucked up. That's like thousands of dollars you didn't. You, you just fucked the scene. You know, we need, you need experienced people to be on set. Right. Yeah. I totally understand that. Like, I don't think it should be open for, <laughs> for, for this union. I don't know about equity. I don't know what, what the vibe yeah. is. I mean, I, I understand what you're saying and certainly like, you know, the specificities of being on set. Cause that's our is, bargaining is for us is right. like, you're going to get better actors because, and you're going to pay more because we are experienced. We earned our way into here. Sure. And I, I do and don't agree with that because again, like union strength in numbers, right? Sure. So like, so like it doesn't matter who joins and then it becomes the burden of the people who are doing the casting to weed out the people that aren't good. Like that's, but then you have a lot like, of people do, paying money that are going to complain and be like, I never get anything. I've paid all this money. Okay. But that was their choice. That has yeah. nothing to do with the union. That's yeah. on, that's on the people. So it's like, if everyone would just like, you know, 
do their job. It doesn't matter yeah. who's who's joining and who's not joining. Mm. If you don't feel like you're ready to join and you want to work non-union, no one's forcing you. Yeah, totally. And it and sure, go work non-union and get some experience, find whatever. Yeah. But when you've been doing that, oh, you, and you yeah. have the experience, it's frustrating. When you want to join, yeah. you should be able to. It mm-hmm. shouldn't. And if you want to pop right, pop your baby ass right out of college and join a union, fine, that's on you. But, like, if you want to take some time and get some experience and learn all the things, Mm -hmm. hands on, Mm -hmm. practical application, whatever, cool, great. So then when you have those experiences and you do know what the language Mm -hmm. is and you do know how to function on a set or on a stage Mm -hmm. or in a professional environment, there should be nothing stopping you from joining the union. Mm -hmm. Because uh, because the way that it is now, at least for Actors' Equity, I can't Mm -hmm. speak for SAG per se, but, like, you know, it's basically a lottery And I don't mean like you put your number and you get selected. I mean like you go to auditions and you hope to get hired and you Mm. hope to get hired so that you get enough points to be able to qualify to get your card or like you hope to get hired at a theater that's going to give you that they're going to give you your card. Mm. And then it's like this whole thing. But if you never get hired and that directly negatively impacts people of size, people of color, Mm. other marginalized communities who don't get to work as often. Mm hmm. And so by having it closed and by having it be based on merit and work and how much you work and where you work, you're weakening the union. You're, you're saying fuck you to a very large majority of performers. Yeah. And then it doesn't do us any good when we have to step up to the plate and do any kind of negotiation. I agree that the open, I thought the open call for the, for equity was a good move. When they did it, I thought that yeah. was a good move. I think too, because uh, you know what they needed, what they need to bargain our numbers and, and representation. And I feel like there is a level of representation and member size that's powerful in seg after that is not, it's different, right? Because it's yeah. like for equity, it's like, you're not, you're on the ground fighting for theaters in Boise, you know, you're on the ground fighting for, and, and, and to be fair, SAG after is fighting for news channel five on blank, blank, whatever. And down in blank, Kentucky, blank, blank, blank. And we fight for them to be union and, and earn their thing, but we have lawyers fighting for them, but they've also earned it too. But I think it's like, yeah, I think there's like, I think there's a disconnect with opportunity. Um, and, being able to join that that isn't as prevalent in SAG after where like somebody can be a newscaster in this in a town that is of whatever many thousand, but because it's an SAG after network, which it will be if it's a channel news, they become members and then they're professionals and then they get all the benefits and perks. Right. So it's like it is still I still think though, like for film acting and scream acting, yeah, there's like a I think it's a nuanced thing too. I think it's subjective. Some people are ready and it's not fair that they're not in. And then there's some people that you're like, how did you? Well, I mean, I'm going to, and this might be a a false comparison, but I'm going to compare this to like gay marriage or abortion rights. Like Mm. if you don't want it, don't get it, but it should be available to those who do. Mm. And so that is kind of my opinion of any union, really. And certainly there are some qualifications that you have to meet to be there. Like, I'm not going to go... Because a union is supposed to be someone's... A, a guild is literally someone, a craftsman, a person sure. who's of a certain... And I'm, and I'm not yeah. going to go down to the local 802 Musicians Union and be like, hey, I play trumpet, let me join, because right. I've never touched a trumpet in my life. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. I don't want to. And, like, maybe you would have a small percentage of people who would do something similar to that with Actors' Equity and SAG, mm-hmm. but then again... 
again, it is the burden of casting and creative to make sure that those people yeah. don't get through. Yeah. Because they wouldn't be hired. And and then that, again, is people just doing their job. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I get really upset with with the union idea that it's this exclusive closed door policy thing based on merit because it shouldn't matter. Mm. It's not the union's job to see if you're good enough to be there. It's if you want workplace protections, if you want to be protected in the workplace, then great. You can join. Great. Do you want to be an actor? Cool. You can join. Mm. And then it's no one's business beyond that, whether or not you work, because like you said, the union doesn't care if you work. It doesn't matter. I mean, they want you to work, but you know what I mean? Like, it's not their job. They're just not your agents, is my point. Exactly. Because they're busy negotiating to make sure you're safe on set. That's the whole point of a union. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And so if equity is busy negotiating to make sure that you're safe in a theater and whatnot, then it doesn't matter if you're working or not to them. Mm -hmm. They want you to, and they're going to protect you when you are. Yeah. But it is casting and creative that decides if you get to work. I guess my only thing, and I, and I, I hear what you say. And I, I think that's, I think it is subjective. I really do. Um, it's just like, I don't know if, if like, especially with casting now where they get endless self tapes and they're coming through everything. If everybody was sag after it would be interesting to say the least. Right, But I don't think that there's a reality in which 100% of the people who are doing acting are going to be sag after Sure. And and the same is true for equity. There are sure. some people, like I have friends who are non-union, have been for 20 years, they work all the time, and they're happy, and they have no interest in joining equity. Oh, yeah. You know, so, like, again, that was the fear. Yeah, there's a lot of non-union tours. That was the fear. So. Right. Well, that's a totally different conversation. See, because, like, yes. I guess, yeah, exactly, because it's, like, it's a different medium. So, again, I'm only speaking from, like, as a person who was trying to just do film and television, it was an honor to become SAG after. It meant a lot because I... Of course. Not that I was trying to not have anyone else be there with me but like i worked to the point where now i'm with another group of peers that's like okay i expect i'm expected of a certain thing and to get to get in it there were a lot of opportunities though because there's so many television series there's so many movies and a lot of them are most of them are union whereas like you're talking about a a union that a lot of theater is non-union so yeah, well, and I it mean, is, but it's, it's not. It's not that there isn't any non-union television or commercials either. Yeah, you know, of course, of once you once you get to the top of it, then yeah. it's all union. But that's true for us. Not a lot too. of television. Sure, but commercials. Sure, there's like right. a decent amount. But that's also true for theater. The higher up you go, the more likely it is that it's going to be union. But sure. the, and and of course, this is also true for for television film. But like you're you're very seldom going to have a cast from principal to background that is a hundred percent SAG. There are mm-hmm. people in there. You can't. Who, you're supposed to. Right. You're supposed to allow non-union. So then there's right. opportunity. Exactly. So that um, is there. Right. That. And so like. I, I just think it's it's a coming from a place of scarcity where people are like, oh, no, 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 we can't let people in, mm. you know, because it like it's not a meritocracy mm-hmm. and but the best person doesn't always get the job. And so we mm-hmm. need to stop pretending that, like, we can't let people into unions that aren't good. It doesn't matter. It's not the union's job or our job as the body to decide if they're good or not. It is creative's job to decide if they're good. Mm. And so by them doing their jobs correctly and going through the tapes and going through the auditions and making those decisions, that's how you decide who works and who doesn't. But the numbers are important for the purpose of negotiation. And that is what's lacking severely in actors' equity. Mm. Like, do you think it's the numbers or just like the involvement and just the it's general the, interest? It's the involvement. There's about, yeah. I think there's about 50 or 55,000 members. We have 160,000 or something like that. Yeah. yeah. 
It's it's and it, I would it, and out of I I don't know what the actual specific numbers are, but I'd be curious to see out of that fifty five thousand or whatever it is, what yeah. the percentage of it is active and voting and taking part in the governance, sure. and then also taking part in auditionings and auditioning and then actually working. Yeah, I think as a whole, I mean that's kind of an issue we have as a country too. It's like don't not voting is like okay, but you just. Okay. Right. And it's the people who don't vote who are the loudest bitches. Yeah, no. It's who like just complain true. the most. At it's least like, on well, the did local you vote level, in the last election? Fuck, right? If you're not going to give a fuck about <clears throat> the rest of the country for whatever reason is happening, I think that's wrong, but that's like that's on that's just my opinion. I do think <sighs> that like at least give a shit about what's happening in your in your block and your neighborhood. Yeah. Like get when you vote, at least know what's happening right well and again and the, again this is like specifically to actors equity but like the different markets require and demand different things exactly you know, like, to be equity in different chicago contracts. doesn't always make sense as it would to be equity in new york and to Agreed, be yeah to be equity in phoenix doesn't serve you in the same way that it would mm-hmm. if you were in la like there's mm-hmm. a whole like spectrum that you need to take yeah. into consideration of course new york is my experience so that's what i'm speaking to sure. But I just like, oh, my God, like, just let whoever in, in. like, who cares? It doesn't matter. Like, it'll mm. work itself out because eventually, you know, people get tired of it. They get beaten down by the grind. They don't get enough result that they want to see and they fall off. But they hold on to that card and they pay for that membership, mm-hmm. you know. So it's, you know, it's one of those. Th- I, I know people who haven't worked in 20 years, but they still pay for their equity card because it's like some like fucking badge of honor that they want to, like, yeah. keep dumping. And fine. Cool. Do your yeah. thing. Um but I just don't think equity really stands a chance without merging with SAG-AFTRA mm. unless they do something big. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like they're going to because they're so stuck in the past. I think it. I think, um, you know, I think there's something to say about um, I, I think, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm speaking this not as a um, to be clear, not as a SAG-AFTRA official person or a board member even at all. I'm speaking that as an actor. And I do think it does make sense for the two. Um, to be merging because it's a lot of overlap. Um, we are all doing, we're performance artists and, um, you know, it's, it's, it is, we're doing narrative work. I mean, it does make sense to merge. I think it's all just the, the, you know, the red tape. I mean, it's look how long it took, um, after and SAG to merge when they're doing the same damn thing. Yeah. And it wasn't until after it was really taking a lot of the television that SAG was like, okay, maybe I'll, uh, <laughs> maybe like, maybe I'll we'll talk um, I also think the the stage manager conversation is really interesting. Yeah. Um I want to know more about it because that's usually what comes up and it's not really from my end, it's from the other side or any uh, people that are representing the stage manager saying, "Okay, there's a lot to I'm like, "But we have like special skills things, we have whatever, but it is a different thing it's almost like a, having a showrunner but it's for stage so it's like what do we do? but I, I think that's just I always view and this is just my opinion I always view when we hone in on one particular thing that's why we can't it's usually a cop-out I feel like there's something more we can do to get this no I agree and there was discussion I've been on panels of discussion throughout the last couple of years where like should stage managers have their own separate union? Should they be part of IATSE? Does it make more sense for them to mm. be part of a different... Separate, you know, they like, would fall immediately. You need I, to have them I agree. Collective but bargaining. I also don't know if actors' equity is the place for them. And, That's true. And, like, maybe that was a mistake in the, in the envisioning of this from the beginning. And, obviously, they do need protection. But, like, 
I guess I guess what you said about showrunners, like that's kind of the closest comparison you can right. come to. Right, and they're to. not SAG after members; they're Writers Guild members. Right, so, so then, it's like, so like, where does that go? Where does that go? So that's what I mean. It, I think that's why it's it's way more complicated than uh, it sounds, unfortunately. And and I and again, I say that with the most eye roll of all time because I hate when you're like, it's just really complicated. It's so complicated, but it actually really is. And it's like we have to figure out. I think. Well, first we have to beat down. To go back, the MPTMP, we need to make sure they work well with us and uh, pay us living wages and protect our images and our artistry. Um, and once we have that handled, then let's talk about unifying even further because strength in numbers. I do agree with that. And yeah. I think, um, yeah, I think the writers have really shown how tough they are. And I'm really impressed with them. Yeah. Well, and, and I wouldn't, I don't want to make this comparison because I don't think it's a reality, but like, What's going on with Actors' Equity and with the lack of strength in numbers, or at least participation at the very least, you know, like all of the tours that are going out in non-equity. Like it's basically, it's a very similar situation with SAG After right now with AMPTP mm-hmm. um, and the Broadway League. You know, the Broadway League is kind of running rampant doing oh, whatever yeah. they mm-hmm. want to do. And like, unfortunately, what I know of the back channels of Equity and the way that they're negotiating, they're a producer's union. And like, you know, sorry actors, but you know, they're, these are the people with the money and we need the money. So like, that's where we're going to go and you're just going to have to fucking deal with it. Um, and that's kind of how it's felt for the last couple of years. And so like, where do you go from there? Because then that's when you get the issue of having tours being non-equity and having a lot of the regions go into non-equity. If you're not emboldening your members, if you're not making them feel um, protected, but also like having the audacity to say... I don't want to work for this or this is not what I agree to. Um, it makes us all stronger in the long run. And it's a shame that because your union is supposed to empower you. Yeah. I mean, you're supposed to be your own damn powered self, but you should have right. a union that makes <laughs> you empower yourself, but you should also not go up there by yourself and then you're alone. Right. Yeah. Like that's the whole point. That's what I'm trying to make a point to say is like, you know, I've had experiences on sets where, um, shit was added and it was inappropriate. And when I was non-union, I felt really, I still was me and was like, nope, I'm out. I got <laughs> call my agent. I don't know. But when I was SAG after it, it was a different, way differently handled. It was like, not even like it was an issue. It was like, not even like I needed, it was like, nope, that's not okay. And that's, we just alerted the blah, blah, blah. And so we're either going to shut it down or just, yeah, it's not and, and what a dream, because I've been in situations with equity where there were things happening that were absolutely abhorrent and shouldn't have been happening. And I reported it and not a goddamn thing happened. Ugh. So you get those, e- I don't know. Oh, you don't get those emails cause you're not a SAG after, but you'll get email uh, for those of you who are SAG after members. And I'm sure you're like, no more. You get those emails. We're like, do not work. Do not work on this thing. And it always makes me go work because ha, they caught you. There's a reason they sent this email out. You were fucking around. Yeah. You didn't do something. Right. And now 160,000, including every, some of those powerful people in media just got this email saying, don't work on the show. And this movie could be a low budget movie. It could be a high budget picture, whatever's going on. It must be really bad. Cause I just got an email to not work on it. Right. And that's iconic. Yeah. I and, find that to be so dope. And actors equity has a, a do not work list. Yeah. <clears throat> but you know, a lot of times they just focus on the big dogs mm. and they don't necessarily, like I think Josh Groban is on the do not work list. <laughs> what? I, there was, some, there was something with like orchestra members not being paid. I don't remember exactly what it was. Someone oh told God. me about it secondhand, but 
you know, it's they were that producer that did the Paradise Square thing that happened and like all that. He was not a do not work list and he defrauded the entire industry 20 years ago. So it's just it's this producer kowtowing to them and doing what they want because they're the money. And then the, the majority of the money that equity gets is from Broadway. So they just kowtow to that. It's like it's a whole cyclical thing. And there has to be a way out. And yep. I really, part of me, I know it's naive and it's more complicated than this and it's not going to happen, but I really just want Zach after to come in and save everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, work. Save I'm down. me, daddy. Yeah, I'm down. I mean, I have to say, you know, SAG after is a very, it's the strongest union uh, for entertainers, I think, on the planet. I, Absolutely. I, uh, if, if I were to say that, and I know I'm probably biased, but that is true, I think. Um, and the reason they are strong and the reason that we are organized is because we do think about what we're doing. We very much research what we're doing. We very much embolden our, our members. And yes, there's been, I'm sure there's lots of bad experiences people have had within the union or bad experiences as a union member. They felt the union wasn't there for them. But that's what the thing about humans are is like we learn, we get better. And I think SAG after has really been on the cusp of learning and getting better and always being kind of ahead of saying like, listen, we, we know we fucked up on this thing back in the, maybe we didn't, weren't on top of commercials like we should have been. Now we're overcompensating by doing like the um, influencer agreement on, on Instagram, the micro budget agreement for somebody to do their, their short film or their episodic under 20 G's and just fill up literally one, form online and be able to have our members negotiate their rates. You know, I got paid more on something that was micro than I actually would have on maybe an ultra low budget thing, even though it's a different tier, but because I was my negotiator, I mean, it was awesome. I was like, yeah, I'm the lead. So you're going to pay me this. And they're like, okay. And I was Great. like, work. Cause you didn't have a basic rate. Ah, There's no deferment, baby. Yeah. Well, so, that, that was always something that I used to tell people all the time is like, if you, if you can take the time and have the brain space to learn what all the contracts yeah. mean, please do it. And, and guys, you can learn about these contracts. I have a few resources for you. You can go to the production hub at sagafter.org, or you can go to SAG Indie, which is this offshoot, uh, subsect of SAG after I'm on the committee of that as well. Love SAG Indie. Um, if you go to sagindie.org slash signatory, signatory means you're a signatory producer. It means you become a SAG after a signatory <laughs> producer. It doesn't give you SAG after membership, but it means you can work with SAG after actors because right, yeah. they've vetted you now and they've looked at your script, they looked at your budget, they looked at your blah, blah. So if you go to sagindie.com and become a signatory, it says, it'll show you breakdowns of all the different contracts, um, that are, that are indie contracts. It's really, it's really easy to understand. And it's, and also always ask questions. Uh, I I constantly am calling my SAG reps every time I produce anything. I'm like, hi, so just want to make sure I didn't do this wrong. I just don't want to be on set and there's an issue. And and I've never had that issue because I ask so many damn questions. Like I'm an idiot. But the thing is, is like, even if I've done the contract four times, like the new media one or the special new media one, and I know what I'm supposed to be doing even on this diner pilot i just did i want to make sure that i'm doing everything correct that nothing i'm doing is in any way endangering anyone also that is going to do anything about the money anything about the actors anything i don't want to do anything wrong so it's good to just ask so many questions and be don't be afraid to ask and they will tell you the answer there's people there to tell you it's a literal job that's literally what their fucking job is um (laughs) but anyway to finish up uh i just want to tell everyone that this is a really big time for our country, obviously. It's so exciting, too. It's a really big time for our creative industry. If we were to 
And this is a big time for the producers. You guys have an opportunity. You folks have an opportunity to work with the best artists on the planet, make brilliant things, pay us correctly. Don't fuck it up. And you don't want to fuck this up. You really don't because you can make lots of money too, right? And you could make yeah. good work. And it won't be like the same movie, just five versions of it. Right. Land Before Time, 45. Yeah. thousand. No Strings Attached, Friends with Benefits came out the same year. Guys, what are we doing? So let's, <laughs> let's just think about it, right? Yeah. Let's be more creative. Um, so, yeah, that's my that's my piece. I think that if you're a sec after member, please vote yes. Um, and if you're not, please pay attention and support us. Um, support the writers, especially right now, because they're the ones on strike currently. And, um, yeah. Learn the business. And please don't look at unions as, like, the enemy. There have been unions that do bad things. There have been unions that haven't been great. Uh and there's been unions that have been integral to literally life. We wouldn't have weekends without unions. We literally would not have weekends in this literally. country. So truly factually. So I think it's very important to take whatever biases you have or whatever you're feeling right now and just know that these are artists fighting for the right to create the things that you ingest all damn day long. So please And to be us. paid. Give me the dollars. Pay me. You're pay me. so Thank rich. You. Uh, pay me. <laughs> <laughs>